everyone. Welcome to Fabulous. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Shannon Payne. And we're excited to be back. It's so nice. Oh, we're having a fun summertime episode. Lots today. of sunshine feelings. Yeah. And weird ones. Hot, sweaty ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> we're going to talk about the dog days of summer. And nude beaches. You think those don't really go together. They do. It's hot outside. Yeah. Get, get on board with it. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> summer related they're adjacent. It is so hard for for me to know when like summer starts, right? And every now and then, like, are we in it? Is it hap- is, is it, it happening? Are we there? Or I'm like, oh, it's a very warm spring day, or is it summer now? Yeah. Well, I just had a conversation with my mom about this last night because we were talking about it. It was 80 degrees up there, and then all of a sudden today they're supposed to be getting snow again. That's so they're dumb. like, we jumped right over spring. They went right into summer, up into 80 degrees, and then now from 80 degrees the next day, they're going torrential rain and then snow. Boo. Right? So when does summer really exist? Because we're like halfway through June and it's still doing this mess. I know technically June 21st. June 21st, so probably not yet. But um, when this episode comes out, it's July. So it is summer. It's So fine. it's summer for realsies now. Mm-hmm. We've already had our Independence Day party. Yeah. I had this big sunburn this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And the only outfit I could find to not touch it yesterday was my 4th of July tank top. Oh my God. That says born to be wild with George Washington on it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I had so to good. go to the hardware store. It was supposed to be a don't leave the house outfit. Uh-huh. So I was walking around the hardware store in the, at the wrong time of year. Yeah. In a born to be wild George Washington tank top and a screaming sunburn. People were looking a lot at me. No, you know what? It is fair. <laughs> it is fair. I, I was a bit of a target. They may not be out of line in this particular instance, but I'm not saying you were either because that's a move I would definitely make. How you don't? Have, I don't have a lot of like not clingy to your skin mm-hmm. racerback tanks. Yeah, because most of them are workout tanks and they're like more form fitting. Exactly. I don't want anything form fitting. Absolutely not. So it had to be it's either this one or this one orange one that's got to be at the bottom of three laundry baskets of at this course. point because I couldn't find it anywhere. So born to be wild it was. I'm, I'm for it. I like it's not, it. It's not not true. It's true. Wasn't being super wild though yesterday because it hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to do the bare minimum to get by. <laughs> born to be pretty conservative actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Born to be just a little chill today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to go first, right? Yes. Dog I love days it. of summer. Um, what do you think about? What do you think it is? What's your first guess? I'm not going to lie. Like, I just know we talk about the dog days of summer being the dog days of summer. I've had no idea. And, and I actually didn't want to research too much about this. I wanted to be in suspense. That's fun. I'm so excited. I think of the Florence and the Machine song. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Days. You know the one. Oh, oh, oh. Yep, that one. Um, have you seen the music video for it? Oh, yeah. So good. It looks like um, like the Queen of Hearts. Yes. Because her face is so white. Mm-hmm. And then I scrolled past it on YouTube and saw a live performance, and I was like, well, damn, that's the same girl, but you wouldn't have guessed. Oh. With her regular skin tone. Crazy. <laughs> Florence. Is she Florence? Do you know a lot about Florence the Machine? I think she's Florence. I thought, well, it'd be cool. I'll do this and then I'll do the song. And then I was like, no, we can talk about songs another time. I just mm. want to talk about this thing. So I don't know a ton about Florence. Okay. Except for she can wear a mean face of white makeup and look like she didn't get sweaty at all. That's 
That's a feat. Yeah, because she had to be under like a bunch of lights. They're filming a video. Oh, yeah. And just maybe matte. she knows the secret to the setting spray. Maybe. Maybe we need to find out and do some research on her now, if only to find makeup setting spray that will handle <laughs> that level. That or there's um, a really beat up intern behind the scenes who has to come out and blot her every five seconds. It's probably more accurate. <laughs> He's like, I don't even have health insurance. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> truth. Truth. Um, Florence is pretty great. So that's the song I always think of. Here's what it is. Yes. What are the dog days of summer? Is it about dogs? Is it um, about dogs? Is it about dogs? Um, it's common to think of the dog days as the time in the summer when it's so hot. Like this. A lot of people think it's this, that even dogs are just lying around. They can't even play. It's so hot. Okay. And since July is typically a super chill month for this for stock trading, sometimes the phrase is used to describe the lethargic summer markets. Oh, okay. There's, so it's like a dog days. Nothing's happening. No one's excited. Yeah. The dog days occur around the same time Sirius appears in the same region of the sky as the sun, and they seem to rise and set together. It usually happens in late July in the Northern Hemisphere. Sirius. Remember Sirius? Yes. He's Sirius Black. So there's a Sirius A and B. Mm-hmm. A is the one we're talking about, but they um, B is the one that um, J.K. Rowling used for Sirius Black. Okay, that makes sense. He's actually a white dwarf, so you don't see him as bright at all. Okay. Sirius A, um, the dog star, he's the brightest proper star in the night sky. In any of the visible night sky, which is way cool. It's part of the constellation Canis Major, which is Latin for big dog. Yes. Because it's shaped like a dog. The whole constellation is shaped like a dog and it kind of looks like he's following the constellation Orion. Oh my God, he's such a good boy. Yeah, he's known (laughs) as like one of his hunting dogs. Yes. So that's why he's Sirius as a dog. Oh, I love it. Ancient civilizations would see Sirius alongside the sun and presume that because of like the dual intensity of these two stars, that's what was making the earth hotter. Oh, okay. So they referred to those days as the dog days. I'm going to try to say this right. Dies caniculares. I think that's Latin. Um, but in actuality, we know it's hotter in the summer because the tilt of the earth's axis brings the northern hemisphere closer to the sun in the spring and the summer mm-hmm. and further away in the autumn and the winter. Yes. So it has nothing to do with Sirius being more visible at this time. But I mean, light equals heat makes sense. I, right? I see the I see the connection there for sure. Sirius is actually like 8.7 light years away from the earth. And I think that earth, the the sun is like eight light days away from the earth yeah so they're not anywhere near each other Sirius has nothing to do with the pole or the tilt of the earth the Mm -hmm. earth's orbit anything like that it's heat can't hit us it's just that it's so bright that's why people confuse them so tomorrow June 23rd according to the farmer's almanac um, Sirius will be in conjunction with the sun oh which is like the 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 peak okay they're the closest together so when they shine, if they were to shine at the same time, but they don't because the sun and then the moon, right? Yeah. Stars are visible at the nighttime. Right. Um, if they were to shine at the same time, their light would kind of combine. Oh, that's really cool. Like they're, they're rising and setting is so close. So it'll be in conjunction with the sun. The dog days are traditionally the 20 days before and the 20 days after the conjunction of Sirius and the sun. So this year it's July 3rd to August 11th. Okay. 
I think it might be the same every year. I don't think that the July 23rd day moves. But in about 10,000 years, Sirius's position will have shifted enough relative to the sun that the dog days will be in the middle of the winter. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it takes a long time for that shift to occur. Yeah. Um, so the dog days were earlier in the year, minutely before. Right. But it'll take it that long to get farther away. Just pretty cool. We'll That's a different... long time to think about. <laughs> and then the dog days will mean something totally different, you know? Yeah. So interesting to think about. In ancient Egypt, the appearance of Sirius in the night sky came before the annual flooding of the Nile River. And so um, the star was worshipped as as Sopdet, who, known to the Greeks as Sothis, the goddess of the new year, the annual flooding of the Nile and the fertility that brought the, the flooding brought to the soil. OK, so they called the star Sopdet and um She's a cool goddess. She starts out, she's in charge of this flood. She makes it happen. And then she's more like a mother and a nurse. Uh, And at some point, she's the person who leads dead pharaohs through the underworld. Oh, interesting. And then later on, because the the ancient Egyptian New Year, is it the Julian calendar? The calendar that we don't use now, that one, um, their new year was what happened in the summertime around this, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Like the renewal of the flooding um, of the Nile. That makes perfect the sense. The new year. Yeah. So that was associated with Osiris, who's um, doing it with Isis. And okay. so eventually, Sobdet kind of merges into Isis's identity. Oh, okay. So she has a bit of an evolution as a goddess. I'm for it. I like it. It's a pretty cool thing. Um, the Greeks had several names for Canis Major. It's another name for Sirius. Um, they call him Sirius Scorcher, which Ooh. is pretty rad, and maybe an X-Men. Sothis and the Dog Star. In ancient Greece, the appearance of Sirius meant sticky, gross fever times. Ew. <laughs> In, I hate it. It's yucky. <laughs> you know that summer feeling where you're like, this isn't for people anymore. Uh-huh. This yep. is too hot. I feel that. That's this. That's the dog days. Ugh. In Homer's Iliad, um, Sirius rises late in the dark liquid sky. On summer nights, star of stars, Orion's dog, they call it, brightest of all, but an evil portent, bringing heat and fevers to suffering humanity. Achilles' bronze gleamed like this as he ran. Ooh. So um, it's interesting. So it's in Iliad, but it's also in that song of Achilles book I don't shut up about. It's a great book. As they're approaching Troy, waiting to like enter the battle. Yeah. The army gets stuck in this yucky, languid, hot time Mm -hmm. when they Uh don't know if it's time to go fight yet. They're waiting for a sign. Mm -hmm. And it's the dog days. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Yeah. That's what they're in. So this poor poor dog gets pretty bad rap, actually. That's not fair. (laughs) Hesiod, who was writing around the same time as Homer, said that the worst part was actually right before Sirius shows up. Um, And he had some, he said that the star had some pretty interesting effects. He said, but when the artichoke flowers, which means in June... The chirping grasshopper sits in a tree and pours down his shrill song continually from under his wings in the season of wearisome heat. Then goats are plumpest and wine sweetest. Women are most wanton, but men feeblest because Sirius parches head and knees and the skin is dry through heat. Oh, (laughs) 
So the ladies are the most wanton and the men's are like weak. Oh, <laughs> well, that's just a damn shame. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> but the wine's sweet. Hey, that's, that's what counts. <laughs> In many cultures, sacrifices were made before the rise of Sirius to prevent droughts and scorched, cropped, scorched crops. So there's a, it's interesting. I was reading about it on the Farmer's Almanac website. You want this dry part in the summer. You do. It's yes. important for a lot of things. We hear about it in Utah a lot with tomatoes. Exactly. At a certain point, tomatoes need to be thirsty. Yes. Because that's going to give you the best tomato. Exactly. So there's a balance between a dry, hot moment that gives this something good to different kinds of crops. Mm-hmm. And too dry, everything gets cooked and scorched. Exactly. But if you don't have the dog days, if we don't have this dry couple of weeks, 40 days, mm-hmm. um, 40 days. I didn't read anything about Jesus in this, but now I'm curious. Jesus may have a part. He has his finger in a lot of 40 day situations. That's true. But if, if, if the opposite happens and it's not dry, if it's way too wet, everything's ruined. Exactly. Uh, so even though it seems like the dog days are super yucky, they're actually a part of the balance of you it all. You need them. Mm-hmm. You just don't want them to go too hard. Exactly. Too much of a good thing in every direction yeah. is just yeah. not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1564, Hope and Health, which is a, like an English medical book, uh, said that purging, like blood blood-lead-a-ding, <laughs> If I were Post Malone, that's how I'd say it. I like it. Bloodletting and vomiting um, should be avoided during the uh, dog days of summer because the sun is in Leo and then is nature burnt up and made weak. Huh. Well, I will keep that in mind. So, yeah, none of that. Lock it down, everybody. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) In general, the dog days were known as a time of heat, drought, sudden thunderstorms, lethargy, fever, fever and bad luck people were more likely to become sick or to die from their sickness bad things happen women were crazy dogs were crazy yeah, of course <laughs> in 1813 clavis calendria went as far as saying the sea boiled the wine turned sour dogs grew mad quinto raged with anger and all other creatures became languid causing man among their diseases among other diseases burning fevers hysterics and frenzies <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And sometimes, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. if I'm a little too hot, there are hysterics and frenzies. True. That's factual. Also, so, if I'm a little too cold, though. So one time <laughs> it was close to summer. We were buying that cool chair on our deck that yeah. I love so much. And um, when we came home, it had gotten really cold because it had gotten dark. So mm-hmm. it's the spring when it's warm in the day and just freezing at night. Yeah. And it got windy. And Seth was, for some reason, like, we need to put this together right now. And I was like, no, it's cold. I don't want to. No, thank you. And he's like, no, we're already in the middle of it. Let's put it together right now. And I was like, it's my bench. And I said, no. (laughs) And he's like, it's going to be fine. Let's just put it together. It was horrible. I hate it. And I was so cold. And I came in and I was like, I know. I fucking know how irrational I'm being right now. But it was so cold out there. (laughs) Yes. He's just like, I think you're going to be okay. Never going to be okay again. (laughs) It was awful. I hated it. Mm -hmm. I love that chair, though. It's a great chair. (laughs) But I feel that Brian Brian can attest that I do the same thing where there's a lot of times where he's like, we can just get this done. And I was like, or or. 
we could, we, or we not. could not. We could name the weight. We could we could hang out for a second. I'm not made for extreme temperatures. No. I know that now. It's not worth it to me. <laughs> I will wait until it is a somewhat okay day again. Right? <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. It's okay. I understand it might be more work. Maybe I'll have to do it by myself, but I won't complain to when you get home. I cross my heart. I promise. <laughs> I'll be Pinky too embarrassed. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Um, just another couple of facts. Ooh. Uh, oh, no, I already told you the one about 10,000 years it'll be in the winter. This one's kind of funny. So because um, of the dog days and the fact that there are uh, entirely too many baseball games in a season. Yes. I'm sorry, baseball, but you know. It, yeah. It, it's not news for you. You know there's too many. There are dog day promotions throughout the baseball season that are used to book ticket sales for mid-afternoon games when it's really hot. Okay. So people get like discounted tickets because nobody wants to do that. I feel that. Now do I get free beer and hot dogs with it too? Because otherwise I don't know how worth it it is. Absolutely not. In fact, I think that a beer at a baseball game costs $37. That feels, that feels accurate. That feels right. Not really. Probably like eight. No. Eight, eight for a lemonade, 12 for a beer. Mm. I know when we go to the basketball games, those giant cans are like 10, 12. I don't know. <sighs> Sometimes I just sit there and I, I just, I'm going to have it anyway. So why am I paying attention to the price? I mean, I'm so thirsty. Exactly. Just let it go. It's fine. Let it go. So those are what the dog days are. It's I a real it. thing. I Okay, we were talking because we were trying to come up with fun summer topics. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were looking this up and I'm not going to lie. I was convinced it was just, it was going to be one of those things that it was not a thing. It just, just like kind of happened. A thing, like an old, um, just a, th- a thing people say. Yeah. About just when it's, it's hot. Hot. It's the dog days. Yeah. Or maybe even Florence made it up. Maybe Florence did make you know? it up. Who knew? Now but we do know. It's all the way back into the stars. I love it. What a crazy thing. And the 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 depictions that people have of like a a constellation map with the images of constellations behind them. Mm-hmm. It looks like a greyhound dog. Oh my god. It's like mid run. I love it. That's when you beautiful. just do the stick figure version, it's not that it's not that gorgeous. <laughs> it's a little different. It's, yeah, it's a not little, quite the same. A little stick dog with a triangle head. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, but it's still kind of cute. <laughs> I didn't know Sirius was the brightest star. I didn't know that either, to be honest. Sansy, it's way huger than our sun. Wow. Yeah, it's massive. That's and crazy. White far away. Maybe that's why we just didn't know. Mm, yeah. Mm. Also, I'm Everybody told me in college that if you took that astronomy class, you'd fall asleep and get a bad grade. So I never took it. I it was wanted in, to. I'm trying to. I never did. I'm trying to think why I didn't, because I think I signed up for it. Also, the planetarium was at the very top of the hill. Yep. And the English building, very bottom of the hill. Every science class I took was just the worst because it was so far away and it was mm-hmm. so uphill. And then I went to Idaho State and then it was even worse. <laughs> oh my God. I have never, I've never misplanned, but there was no way around it. I've never misplanned where I literally walked across and up and down this same 
fucking hill like five times in one day i had a so semester dumb. like that where i'd walk up and down and up and it and was down. inevitably the winter semester yes so dumb and there would be some super cool bitch walking beside me in high heels mm-hmm. like it didn't even matter to her ridiculous and i was like does she not is she just on a lot of adderall can she not feel pain is that it i don't know what the truth is about it but she was like i'm fucking fearless she never fell see that's what would happen to me <sighs> I was afraid I was going to fall in my tennis shoes. Uh-huh. Actually, that was the period of time when it was super cool to be wearing, like, skater loafers. Oh, yes. Which were halvesies in the snow, good and bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was a wash. <laughs> They're great shoes, though. I loved them so much. So much. They looked like my dad's house shoes. Mm-hmm. I looked ridiculous in them. I recognized that. And I even recognized it then. It didn't stop me. They were so comfy. It was when half my jeans were boot cut, half were skinny. Mm-hmm. Like it was very transitional. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a real thing. Gosh. It was also back when I wore chains on my pants. So you wore chains on your pants? Oh, Liz. How like you're lucky that you didn't see if I mean, you kind of did, but you didn't. I had zipper pants. I had chains. I had this black glittery eyeliner that was just, I thought was the coolest shit in the whole world. I thought was. I was bad ass. I had a spiky belt and the buckle yep. was a skeleton cameo. Shut up. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This is so good. We were, we were so bad ass. Back when um, black coal liner was a full circle around your eye. Oh, yeah. No. And it was like, so I would like pull down my eye so I could get the in, like the inside rim of my eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As well. Like it was a whole thing. Yeah. Not that it looked good on me, but it was a whole thing. <laughs> my eyebrows look like sperms. Yeah. They were like a big block at the front. And then just tiny little itty bitty things. Yeah. It wasn't cute. Mm. I'm lucky I have as much left as I do. Yeah. And I have like a hole in this one that I fill in. Smart. It's just a little baldy spot. Oh, <laughs> I'm starting to get those now. It's payback. Well, it goes right along. At the time, it was like a convenient permanent hair loss, right? I've been waxing it there for right. so long yeah. that it just left. I didn't realize that. Listen, people who are younger than me, bigger, bigger, stay bigger, stay bigger. Yeah. Because you can always go smaller. It's true. But you can never go back. It doesn't come back. You can't. You can't. You can. Uh, put your hair in a ponytail, but you can't make it grow like a Barbie. That's true. Is though. that a good analogy? Nope, sounded bad. I think it's meh. I think it's fine. We're cutting the carpet downstairs for that little piece of flooring in the mm-hmm. kitchenette. And they were like, well, what if we cut it a little more on this side? And I was like, no, no, I've been down this road with bangs and it does not end well. Never. Not once ever. When you say that, does it work out? <laughs> this is a little longer. Let's just take a little more over this side. Don't no. do it. Don't do it. Absolutely not. <laughs> if you're saying sentences like that, you're not prepared for this task. We're no. not ready. We need to take a breather. Step away. Come back. Mm-hmm. Everybody go have an otter pop. We'll think it over. Yes. Ooh, let's do that now. Let's go get an otter pop and think it over. Okay, everybody have an otter pop break. BRB. Are you guys ready to talk about nudity? Always. <laughs> yes. Always ready. Perfect. So I... I did a lot of incognito searches this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need. I saw so many butts. 
So many butts. Guys, there's a lot of butts. <laughs> it's almost like everybody has one. It's like everybody has one. Yeah. Well, in every website, because obviously some of these are for travel. Some of these are for just So they can't show friends. Things. So you can't show friends. You can show butts all day long. Mm-hmm. And they did. I saw so many butts. Only because, am I getting too graphic here? Probably not. Only because buttholes don't just show. Right? It's Like you can't show bending over butts. Right. But since butt cheeks close the doors, like, butts are fine. (laughs) Butt cheeks close the doors. (laughs) That's not the title of this episode. (laughs) That's fair. Absolutely not. I still like it. (laughs) Oh my God. So... I wanted to talk about nude beaches, but obviously if we're going to talk about nude beaches, we kind of have to talk about the roots that it has in nudism just as a whole. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a brief little synopsis of the concept of nudism. So the idea of running around on a beach naked or skinny dipping in the ocean during the daytime until every inch of you is burned to a crisp, it's not new. Not even remotely. It's actually pretty ancient. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So the earliest known beginnings of nude recreation. So obviously being nude was here from the beginning. Right. That's how we we come out. That's how we come out. Clothing wasn't a thing for a while. But the concept of nude recreation and social nudism actually go back to Egypt. And the Egyptians during, came up with a lot of cool Egyptians stuff. The Egyptians were on it. They knew. <laughs> they had it. So it was actually during the reign of Pharaoh Akin Aten, who ruled from 1385 to 1353 BC. And basically during this time frame, everything happened sans clothing. Nice. <laughs> Reading, writing, running, which sounds painful. Yes. You name it, it happens new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't love bras all the time, but when I'm running, you better believe I'm getting the tightest sports bra to ever exist. <laughs> the chafing of the whole situation, too. Right? This doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound awesome. Well, let's talk about ancient Greece a little bit, because they were all about this, too. So up until 393 AD, Olympic athletes trained and competed without clothing of any kind. There are some places that I haven't sunburned yet, and I'd like to keep it that mm-hmm. way. Same. I have no problem with nudity, but that just, like, the they, way they you have, have to move, the way you have to do things. <laughs> mm. They have more mel- melanated skin than I do, though, so maybe the True. sun wasn't the risk. It'd be like when I had to get a spray tan. Yeah. And you have to stand in a funny, like, active running pose uh-huh. so they can see all the sides of you. Right. And then the Olympics. The Olympics. I was halfway there. I didn't you, even know. You could have done it. All you needed was a good spray tan. And to take off that weird paper underpants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. An Olympian, here I am. I do think that those Olympians, I mean, Olympians now are pretty badass, but that is pretty badass. On, and <laughs> if you're an Olympian, do you care if anyone's easy naked? No, not no. at all. You're, not doing, at all. you're doing fine. Yeah, you're doing great. They did this for a while. It wasn't until a Christian emperor eventually banned the game due to what he viewed as pagan practices. To be naked? Yeah. And then the Olympics just kind of chilled for a while. Naked sports or pagan? Whatever. I don't know. Things. I don't know. That seems dumb to me. It's a Christian pharaoh or Christian, not pharaoh, Christian emperor. It right. makes sense. Right, right, We're, right. We all, we get the connection just from that alone. Mm-hmm. 
And then the Renaissance period kind of brought nudity back into the light. At least in paintings. Right. Oh, they were they were for it. So in these times, nudity was seen as a form of art, obviously. Back in Europe, the Renaissance had reawakened the body acceptance and art of the ancients. Humanism and the celebration of the body were back. And even the reluctant church had to accept the idea that God created man in his own image and thought the work looked good. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> Even through the Renaissance and afterwards, though, the battle continues to be fought throughout the world time and again, with each side taking wins and losses of is nudity good or is nudity bad? And we're still doing that to this day. It just is. Yeah. So we do have modern nudism and the roots of that is in Europe, obvi. <laughs> we, we all know that they're way ahead of us on just a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So when the Olympics came back in 1896... They may have come with new uniforms, but they also revived an interest in all things Greek, and this includes the concept of classical nudity. So I'm going to read a quote here. This was from um, the History of Nudism website. Oh, wow. So, yeah, this is, it was really interesting. I read a lot about nudism. <laughs> so, their website says, so I just said, when the Olympics came back in 1986, they brought the concept of classical nudity back as well. And they said, as a result, mainland Europe developed a tolerance of sensuality and body acceptance, but not in the United States. Works of art and literature that were acceptable on the continent were routinely banned in the U.S. as obscene and persons who sold or purchased such items, such as the oil painting September Morn by French artist Paul Chabis, were often thrown into jail, which just feels American in and out. The more things change, the more they stay, they stay the same. The same. <laughs> and so let's talk about America's nudist movement for just a moment here. Okay. So in 1929, the first real nudist outing to be held on American soil was organized by a group of German Americans who were familiar with European naturism. After group discussions in New York led by Kurt Barthel, they rented a piece of remote unimproved property over Labor Day weekend and enjoyed a pleasant weekend outdoors. The next spring, Barthel decided to form a regular club, which he named the American League for Physical Culture. A <laughs> Code name. I love it. <laughs> a year later, the ALPC opened a permanent site near Spring Valley in Rockland County, New York, which they named Sky Farm. Lawsuits have ensued across the decades. The movement itself is still alive and kicking, but, you know, a lot of things have been shut down and reopened and shut down and reopened again. Mind your beeswax, everybody. Honestly. They're not making you look. So that's... Let a person get Lyme disease in their own time. I feel like... <laughs> I'm really you know, afraid of ticks. I am too, though. <laughs> See, that's another thing. I'm just like, man, they're brave. They're just so brave. Beaches seem safer because I feel like they have fewer bugs. Like, right? forest nudity hmm. makes me feel a little trepidation. That's fair. Maybe I just don't know about beach bugs. I think that's why, even though I love BLM camping, the idea of not having an enclosed toilet is a little scary sometimes. I can't sometimes. see my ass while I'm going to the bathroom, and so it's not protected. That's fair. Mm, that's fair. Don't think about it, though, or else Don't we'll, think about we'll it. never go camping again. Absolutely not. <laughs> so now that we've talked a little bit about the roots of nudism, let's talk about where nude beaches really started to come into play. And to do that, we need to cock... Mm -hmm, not a cock. We need to cock? <laughs> my needs a cock. <laughs> Come to think of it. Come to think of it. We need... <laughs> Stop. Shut up, Shannon. <laughs> what we need to do is we need to talk about the king of Dubrovnik. Is how I think you call this 
place. So I'm going to tell you a love story. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) Yes. So there was this king of Dubrovnik. And he's got this lady friend that he's met and wants to go travel around the world with. So in 1936, the yacht Nolan was chartered by King Edward, King Edward, who is the king, and used by him and Mrs. Wallace Simpson during a cruise of the Adriatic <gasps> Sea. Mrs. Wallace Simpson. Yes. I know her. You know her? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Where is she from? <gasps> Isn't she the one that the king abdicated his throne to yes. marry? Holy fuck. That's the story. Oh, the lines are connecting. Okay, let's do it. That's the story. So Wallace. <laughs> the two can likely take credit for bringing about the beginning of nudist tourism in Croatia. During their cruise, they stopped at the island of Rab, where King Edward obtained a special permission from the local government to swim without clothes. The permission was granted, and the nudist tourism was born in Croatia with the additional claim to fame of likely the first officially designated nude beach. The same beach was named by CNN as one of the top 10 nudist beaches in the world. Returning from the 1936 Adriatic cruise, the king faced criticism when he announced he would marry Miss Simpson. Choosing not to end his relationship with her, Edward abdicated, meaning that his reign of 326 days is one of the shortest of any British monarch. So he abdicates... And his brother becomes the king, and that's Elizabeth's dad. Oh my God! So shut our up. current, the current queen of England, Elizabeth II, is this. That's his uncle's story. I knew that he had married a divorced woman, yes. which was really dramatic. I had no idea they were also doing nudie public. They things. were doing nudie public things. That was not in. What's the show on Netflix? The Queen. Yeah, that was not in that. It should have been. This is great. I oh love it. Oh my. They were naked. They were naked together. No wonder the royal family was mad. <laughs> They're like, we're saying it's because you're divorced, but really it's because everyone's seen your wiener. Everybody saw your wiener. Everybody saw everything. Croatia gave him permission, though. Yes. It wasn't so illegal. Fine. No, it wasn't illegal at all. They did it right. They asked permission. They got consent. That's important. That's at that point. After I feel that. Like you're good. Yeah. Nudie is cootie. Coolie. Something that rhymes that makes it feel like it's all good now. I'll come back. We'll to come you. back to that. Okay. You if you if ahead. you come up with it, just interrupt me. I'm I'm actually we need to come up with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after this, France of course stepped up to the plate and honestly ran away with the nude beach concept. Nude beaches are starting to pop up absolutely everywhere in that country. France is also home to Montalivet Beach, the birthplace of the concept of naturism, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, naturism paired perfectly with the free-flowing hippie lifestyle of the 1960s and nudism took off around the world. This is when what is often termed as a free the beach movement or free beach movement, not free the beach, free the mm-hmm. beach and free beach. Free the beach. <laughs> emerges and people start asking the real questions don't be a prude consent to be nude shut up that's amazing <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I will, I, the, how but only if you want to that's exactly yeah <laughs> but caveat of but uh real only if only if you want to but that's amazing <laughs> Don't be a prude. Consent to be nude. Shut up. Shut up. It's perfect. I'm just, I have to take a breather for a minute here because that just like knocked me like just down. Shut up. Oh my God. 
<laughs> now Katie's really going to want to do the cover art for this episode. Hey, Nate. Yeah. Hey, Katie. You, you want to draw for us, please? Yeah. You, you'll hear this after the fact, but we're hoping you say yes. <laughs> so, don't be a prude. Consent to be nude. Feels like a really good catchphrase for free beach movement, which asks the real questions in a marked area where entrance comes with full understanding and consent. Why can't you do things like tan, swim or hang out naked on a beach? Where is the inherent thing that's wrong there? If everybody is on board and you have to go in to actually see it, so you're not going to see it if you're all, like other places, mm -hmm. you know coming into it what you're getting into. The only downside I can see is if there's some possible way to cause a public health hazard. Right. But if if we can make allowances for whatever, I don't even know what that would be, then it's fine, right? Right. I would think it was fine. It's not like their happiness will taint the water supply. Right. They're just going to have a good time. They're just having a good, comfortable time. You know what I think is really funny? That they probably all have sunglasses on. Yeah. But nothing else. But nothing. I would I would absolutely run around like that. Yeah, I'd have to wear sunglasses. Yeah, I have sensitive eyes. I'm, no, I was going to say, I'm not running around with right. my eyes exposed to the sun. That's just going to be a bad time for me all around. And then the rest of you, nanky nanky. Yeah. I'm for it. That's funny. I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> so they ask these questions. Of course, there was major pushback, and especially in California, which is kind of surprising. But in 1974, Los Angeles opened Venice Beach, an homage to the nude beaches of Europe that were rolling out practically flawlessly. Nudists and naturists hoped that this beach would be the starting point for the same thing to happen in the States. But as it always seems to go here, things never work out that easily. <laughs> Somebody ruined it. Somebody ruined it big time. So this comes from that same uh, website that I told you guys about before. I'm going to read a quote here. Within a few days, Venice, California was overrun with gawkers. Men and women crowded the streets that opened onto the beach, shoving and pushing for the chance to see the nakeds. Oh, my gosh. Look in a mirror. Look in a mirror, right? Naked at your like, house. it's not that big of a deal. Property was trampled. Traffic slowed to a stop. Members of the L.A. City Council saw this chaos as an ideal opportunity to get rid of the nude beach. Blaming the crowding on the nudists, the objects of the sightseeing, <laughs> the city fathers hurried to pass an ordinance banning nudity on its beaches. The ordinance was worded to go into effect immediately and overnight nudists vanished from Venice waterfront. Now it's a cool place to see girls rollerblading. Now it is. Well, that's sad. It is a little sad. It. The fight did continue, and the nude beach concept continued to spread across the U.S. The first nude beach on, Amer on the American East Coast was in New Jersey. They also had the first nude resort. Oh, a whole resort. Right? They And then beaches kept popping up other places, including San Francisco, Miami, and South Padre, Texas. I wonder if at the resort, the people working there are nudie, too. So, I read... We'll go through my whole list of 10, oh. um, but it's not, I don't mention it in there. But while I was reading up on all of these beaches and what it was like to go, they said that it just depended on the place. Some of mm. them, they're also nude with you. Some of them, they're not. They're in clothes. It just really depended on the place. And I think I'll talk about the types of nude beaches as well, because there's actually different types of nude beaches. Of course and I think are. it depends on what type you're actually going to that okay. you're going to see that. And that's actually my next topic, so let's get into it. Let's do it. <laughs> what are the different types of nude beaches? So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, five with a caveat. 
Nice. <laughs> Perfect. So the first one is beaches where nudity is required, subject to weather conditions. This type of nude beach is common at dedicated naturist resorts. So, yeah, just you have no choice. If you're going to go there, you're going to be nude. It's bad manners not to. It is bad manners not to. Next one is beaches where nudity is encouraged but not mandatory. This type of nude beach is common when the beach is part of a private resort or other private property. On such beaches, most people go nude. Some don't. And this one, I have a feeling, is probably one of those where sometimes you're going to see the, like, people working there. Either way, the first one, for sure, they're nude. That's just for sure. That's just a requirement. I think this one, also, you can, um, what is it, the, the, the um massage therapists say undress to your level of comfort mm-hmm. like there's probably like a lot of topless people who are tip toe dipping into nudity yes. you know like this is the this the is variations gonna, yes yeah. i could see that there's also third type beaches where nudity is permitted but not mandatory i.e clothing optional beaches i from what i understand that's europe oh yeah <laughs> so actually most beaches in denmark and some in norway are all clothing optional Lovely. Yeah. A large and popular U.S. clothing optional beach is Hallover Park in Bell Harbor, Florida, which I'm actually going to talk about. I think I didn't cut it out later. I cut it out. I'm not. Oh, no, it's there. I'm going to talk to you guys about this one later. Awesome. (laughs) On such beaches, there may be a mixture of nude people and clothed people. For some clothed people, the clothing optional status makes them less reluctant to expose themselves briefly when changing clothes. So you just feel like I don't need a changing room. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I can just do it right here that's nice because like sometimes going into a changing room is the grossest place the, at the most beach. disgusting thing to happen like honestly mm-hmm. that's the one thing about going on a beach vacation that i would prefer just a nude beach just because sometimes those floors are so gross mm-hmm. and i'm only gonna be naked for two seconds like everybody just calm down it's fine it's fine but yeah i i would be on board with that mm-hmm. i would be on board with that okay option number four which isn't I feel like these last ones are kind of a caveat just in general. So we're going to say there's three with three caveats. <laughs> so beaches where nudity is illegal, but tolerated by the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking the other way or right at you. Both, probably. <laughs> probably. Beaches in this category are generally public beaches where the authorities turn a blind eye to nudity, not enforcing local laws at all. They're just, it is what it is. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. They're fine. As long as you're not doing anything reckless or dumb or harming other people, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Beaches where nudity is illegal and not tolerated. <laughs> At such beaches, nude persons may be directed to don clothing, may be fined, or may be arrested. So Ooh. maybe don't go nude at just a beach in general. Yeah, public indecency uh, is a serious it one, right? It is a serious one. That can have just detrimental effects just later down the line go find a regular new beach you're good it's not it's fine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now this one's an interesting one i didn't i didn't really realize that this was a thing textile beaches oh have you heard that term before i'm not together i haven't either so textile beaches are specifically not nude or clothing optional the term is used for a beach where nudity is not permitted but where clothing optional beach is nearby so this is a this oh. is those ones surrounding the nude beaches like where the you've reached the border. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is your this is your stopping point if you want to be stopped. <laughs> Textile beaches are the gateway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked about types of nude beaches. Now is the really important part for people like me who obsess over 
whether or not I'm going to be awkward or weird or rude or just anything of the like anything like that. I need the appropriate etiquette. Yes. So Thank we're going to get some new to beach etiquette. All this time as you've been talking, I've been wondering, like, do I undress at the parking lot? Do I wait till I get there? Are, is there a difference between being naked and undressing in front of other people? Right. Like, I need to know. So, so I don't know why I keep forgetting this website. It's the same website as before. It's just a different subsection of it. So instead of being history, it, this is this is the nudism industry telling you, here's how you should have. Here's how you approach this. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it, too. I just want to be good and kind and courteous. Mm hmm. Okay, this one comes into play, I guess, a little. I, I haven't talked about any beaches that are like this, but apparently this is a problem. Stay out of dunes. Oh. Don't go into dunes and other environmentally sensitive areas. Just be nice to the environment, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which makes sense. Also, hey, obey parking regulations and other posted rules because it sucks to give everybody a bad name just because you want to be an asshole if you, your negative behavior brings attention and then some weird neighbor ruins the party for everybody when they find out and complain exactly exactly hey along with that help out with the litter by bringing along a trash bag carry out more than you brought in and i really like that i love that before you start playing volleyball everybody pick up five pieces of trash i think that's perfect mm -hmm. perfect perfect the next one and this one i this one's huge don't go out of established nude areas know where the boundaries are if you're going to wander over to a closed beach or parking area, maybe put on some clothes. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of the parameters that you're allowed to be nude in and don't push the boundaries on that. Because people are sensitive enough. Right. Let's not encourage people to be mean. Exactly. I like them. This one feels obvious, but still needs to be stated. No overt sexual activity. Leave exhibitionism to those attending closed, beach, closed beaches, according to uh, this website. <laughs> You know, you know, know what what kind of behavior is appropriate in a crowd of people you don't know. Right. If we haven't all signed up for that behavior, then you shouldn't do it here. We all signed up to be naked. We didn't sign up to see other things go along with mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe there's a different place for that. Get on that list. Get on that list. Go there's, to that beach. Guaranteed there is. Just go find it. Sure. Just go find it. I really like this. They said this. Nude is not lewd, but combined with sex, it undermines our image. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I really like it, too. The next one is important and pretty much important just in any life situation. Respect the property of others. I like that. Yeah. This one is. I feel like a no brainer, but also can see this being a problem. Ask prior consent for photography. People go and take pictures of other people naked. This happens. So, um. People can't legally be stopped from taking pictures in public areas. However, asking permission is common courtesy. Not everyone wants to end up in a stranger's photo album, especially not naked. Guys, why does this even have to be on a list? I understand. Stop. I mean, it, it has to be, but I'm glad they're being explicit about it and saying this, these kinds of things. You might not have thought about it before, but hey, now you have. Keep that, keep that in new account. Yes. And in your selfies, look out for who's behind you. Exactly. I think just common respect. Actually, that might be a good rule of thumb when you're naked. Just look out for who's behind you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's definitely true. <laughs> um, privacy is fundamental. Many are at the beach for quiet time and don't want to be disturbed. Beach Romeos and Juliets are people who can't take no, I would like to be left alone for an answer. It is not wrong for a man or woman to go to the beach and make new friends, but it's rude to monopolize a person's time when the welcome mat was never put out to begin with. 
And that's just a good general rule. Agreed. I feel like a lot of I these like are just that. really good general rules. <laughs> now do the same thing that you should do as a good person in a clothed place, but here. But yes, but at this it. place. I like this. Come prepared. Bring beach supplies, beverages, food, chairs, sunscreen, and a towel. Don't expect others to share these items. Mooching is offensive. <laughs> I can see how some people are like, it's a naked beach, so I don't need to bring anything at all. I'm fine. And then you get there and you're naked in the sand. Yeah, that's, mm. that's not a good time. That wouldn't happen to us. We're always overprepared. Too much stuff is brought with me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, last one. Speak up for standards. If a person seems unaware of beach etiquette, explain it and kindly and plainly do it. Give them a copy of this thing that I'm reading right now. Don't let uncouth individuals ruin our fragile and beautiful place under the sun. Oh, I like this. I think it's really nice. So that's that's the etiquette. Just basically be a considerate person and... A lot easier than I was afraid it would be. Oh yeah. I was it's, thinking it's so technical. Well, and a lot of them it, like... Just beaching. And maybe, like, don't stare, I think, is another one. And that was kind of mentioned in some of the articles that I read was, hey, if you're going to go, maybe don't just sit and stare at everybody the whole time. Everybody's <laughs> doing the same thing. You can you can chill a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've learned all the etiquette. We've we've figured all this out. So here's the real big question at the end of the day that I at least was asking myself where are the best nude beaches? Let us know. <laughs> so according to Nick with GoNomad.com, this is the list of 10 must-visit nude beaches across the globe. Thanks, Nick. Nick's a, Nick's a pal. Nick's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'm going to butcher some of these names because they are mostly from other countries and I just don't have the same ability to say these as they do. Lucate Plague. Plague? P-L-A-G-E. Well, there's going to be a few of these, so let's figure out how we're going to say it now. Is it the word for beach? It might be. P-L-A-G-E. This, it's in France. It doesn't matter. Yeah. L-E-U-C-A-T-E, in case you were curious. Lucate Plague, France. Okay. I looked up pictures of all of these because I had to know. So he didn't really give us a ton of pictures. He just showed a lot of pictures of butts. Um <laughs> So, <laughs> this is the quintessential Mediterranean beach, and it's just like, I'm just for it. I'm here for it. It's gorgeous white sand. It's calm waters. There are three different naturist resorts on the shoreline, so you can kind of take your pick, but the whole beach is open, and it's all described as beach that is welcoming and easy to navigate for first-time public skinny dipping endeavors. That's nice. And then if one's, like, super crowded and you're not ready for that, you have more options. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Number two, Playa Espregan's Gran in the Balearic Islands. More nude beach experience to tack on to location number one because they're pretty close to each other. They're just a little bit of a drive away. You're going to see similar things. It's another Mediterranean beach. Enough said. I'm in. If I'm going to one, I'm going to the other. Mm-hmm. Number three on his list was Majorca South Coast. If you're looking for less of a resort feel and more of a come have a naked picnic at the beach vibe. Is it Mallorca? Oh, it might be. Majorca, Mallorca. Mallorca is probably right. Is that right? I, you're probably right. I'm the worst at pronouncing things. Roland's in charge of the geography hey, questions Roland, when and you trivia. To this, I need you to tell me which one's right. <laughs> That's not my job. I'm supposed no. to remember the serial killers. That. 
and uh, and Jane Austen shit. Exactly. <laughs> that's my part of trivia. That's how I that's how I contribute. That and word scrambles. Apparently, yeah. you're really good at the word scrambles. I'm so good at those. <laughs> I have something to contribute. <laughs> All right. So this one is if you're looking for less of a resort feel and more of a come have a naked picnic at the beach vibe. Uh, beautiful blue Caribbean waters, golden yellow sand, and a distance long enough for you to take a leisurely 15-minute walk of the entire shore. It looked really pretty. It looked really nice. And if you're really looking for a Caribbean feel and want to be naked at the same time, this is probably for you. Lovely. Yes. Number four, we talked about this earlier, Hallover Beach in Florida. Located in sunny isles in North Miami, this beach is wildly popular across the world. And as with most Florida beaches, it's busy. Oh, it looks nice. I'd last five minutes tops before getting lost in the beach version of an armpit oven with no hope of getting out. <laughs> <laughs> but is this the ultimate test of like if you're cool about nudity? It might be. If you can go to a Disneyland busy nude place and just be chill. It might be. It would be hard to tell if it was because I was naked or because a lot of people were around what was I, making me I nervous. It would be the people. It would be the people. <laughs> it, mm, if yeah. you're in Florida, are there more um, elderly naked people? Probably. Mm. Probably. That would make me feel more comfortable. I think so, too. Because they're so, like, cool. Right? Just very chill. I'm for it. I have no problem with that. Um, number five, Vera Playa in Spain. Are you looking for that destination cosmopolitan feel? This beach is the spot for you. Mm, I don't know if that's what I'm looking for. It might not be, but some people are. <laughs> and an even bigger win for those of us living here in the desert life, this beach is located in the hottest, driest climate in the country, making it some like summer almost all year long. This is where you go if you want to sit and drink naked drinks from a beachside bar while lounging on a sunbed. Mm, sounds great now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's next one. <laughs> Number six, Banana Beach, Greece. Banana Greece. Mm. Grow up. <laughs> Nick wanted to make sure that we all knew that this little beach was named for its yellow sand and shape, not for any other reason. None. Okay. I'm <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> this is even better. Little Banana. Little Banana. <laughs> section of the beach. Is the most popular for the bare beach experience because the main beach tends to get overrun with clothed tourists, termed by many as the best bare beach in Greece. And it's not about the size anyways. No, it's, it's not. It's about the motion of the ocean. Exactly. See how it applies perfectly to beaches? Oh, God, the transition is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, this one is one that I think we're going to have to go to. Just, okay. just so I was down for all of them. Let's just see this one. This is one that I think might be on my bucket list. There's another one as well that we're going to have to go to. Um, so this is Valalta, Croatia. Oh, so how will Croatia's gonna... on my list anyhow. Same. So here's my little selling pitch to you guys. Are you stressed out and just want a place to de-stress? Come to Valalta. I honestly love the sound and look of this place. Two miles of sand and rock beaches, secluded coves, all lined by olive trees and vineyards. <gasps> Stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> It, Just, it sounds like Valhalla because you've died and gone to heaven. It does. It does. That was a bad joke. Sorry. I think it was good because I think I think I did. This is my place. <laughs> it's nudist, it sounds lovely. It sounds delightful. Its nudist campsite was recently voted number one in Croatia. And just to put this into perspective, this is the this list includes both nude and non-nude campsites. This is the best, the best campsite. One? Wow. So I'm here for it. I want to go. Absolutely. Croatia's on the list and this just might get tacked on. I don't know. We'll for find sure. out. 
We're coming for you, Croatia. Absolutely. Big and little banana. Big and little banana. Oh, that was in Greece. Bananas in pajamas. pajamas. They're not in pajamas. Mm. But they're coming down the stairs. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. Mm, so good. Um, Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. Euro, not France. Okay. Guys, it's France. Beaches are nude. This beach is nude. It's just a thing. It's an almost 100 mile section of beach uh, that is entirely nude, optional. And it's as beautiful as you would imagine a beach in this area to be. It's a favorite spot, nude beach or day visitor alike. Families actually gravitate towards this location because it's a safe, well-supervised spot. Okay, so this is the one that I dare you to be weird about it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We're all very cool with nudity. Watch. We're. This is fine. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Grow up. Okay, this one's my second place that we need to go, and it is in Greece, so maybe we can go to Banana Beach. Um, I have such a crush on this Greece. One. Same. If Same. we're gone for like a full month, can we do Greece and Croatia? Let's do it. I'm going to eat everything. Oh, God, yes. Prep for that. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. This one is, tell me if I'm butchering this, because I feel like you're going to know better. Plakius? 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 I, I'm inclined to say Plakius. I should have. Yeah. Guys, I do really bad about, like, I listen to the names of things and then forget what I heard. This is this is where I'm at. Okay. So this spot, I, again, I looked all of these up and it is wildly gorgeous. This spot is just picturesque. It's got cliff sides. You've got mountain ranges. You've got golden sand beaches. I feel like this just, like, it could be heaven on earth. It's a mix of all of this plus incredible snorkeling opportunities. It's just... It's wow. a win. It's a win. We won't even know we're naked because we'll just be standing around staring with our mouths open. Right. How beautiful it is. Right. I'm I'm here for it. I want to go. We're going to we're this is on the list, too. I wonder how how much it matters, like that if a place is designated as new, does that mean fewer travelers go there? And so it's more fun to visit because Maybe. it's not so crowded. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. If it's not like big party towns and it's just like it's a nude beach experience, it's probably a little more chill. Yeah. I'm for it. I have no problem with Meet it. Meet some nude locals. Yeah. Have a great day. I love it. Have them tell you about the best place to go eat. Right. That's what I'm down for. I'm all for it. Especially that winery one. Tell me about the good wineries there. Right. And tell me there's not like a, like they're not all just pretty damn good to begin with. Cause yeah. Okay. Number 10. This is our last one for the list. Le Grotes Plague. Yep, I don't know how to say these. This is also in France. It's just a lovely nude beach that sits a stone's throw away from France's smallest national park, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's it's just a wonderful destination. White sand, blue, blue clear waters. Like, you can't go wrong. It sounds delightful. And then you have a national park just across the way to go have an adventure at. That's way cool. Those are the 10, according to Nick, best beaches Thanks, to go Nick. to in Thanks, the nude. Thanks, Shannon. I'm excited. Let's go places naked. I'm for it. It's going to be great. It's going to be a grand time. We can't play sand volleyball naked. That sounds uncomfortable to me. I don't think I want to do that. But, but I, will I will go sit on a towel. We'll sit on a towel, drink some wine, read a book, have a great day. Mm-hmm. Sounds delightful. Eat cheese. Yeah. Oh, it'll be good. I want to do that. Can we do that now? Is now a good time for that? To eat cheese? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, now is a good time for all of this. <laughs>
Oh my goodness. All right. So to wrap things up here, I'm not going to read the story for you guys, but I just want to tell you a funny story that happened to us while we were researching because this is real dumb. So so great. We we may or may not have come up with part of the topic ideas while we were sitting and drinking cocktails at Trivia while Brian was hosting. And he's a really good trivia host. He is a great trivia host. If you guys are in the Ogden area, you should come check it out. Mm -hmm. We'll give you a sticker. We will give you a sticker. Wednesday night. At, uh, what's that place called? Warren's Craft Burger at 6.30. Cool times for all. Cool times for all. We, uh, so I was, uh, we were doing some research and you guys, there's fan fiction for everything. Oh my gosh. Nude beach fan fiction. Nude beach fan fiction. And the opening sentence is, someone call this person and be their literary agent. They are on the rise. Here, here we go. Twigs erupt. Shattering the stillness, a man runs past. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. A man runs past. <laughs> Twigs erupt. Twigs erupt. There's just um, the story. Uh, honestly, was about nothing. Oh, there's just these some guys walking to a spot and just like trying to find like a cool place to go hang out, and then they just see a bunch of nude. Like nude beach people. It's just like that's the whole thing. It's but whole some of, of the lines are so epically funny. Twigs erupt. A man comes past. Like I just they get lost. I, I just okay, if you guys don't want inappropriate things, don't listen here for just one second. And if we find out that this isn't allowed in the episode at all, I'll we'll take it out. Um but nude is not lewd, as we learned earlier. So So they get lost and they run into this guy and then they get, keep running and going around again. And then they run into this guy again. And he says, it's you boys again. Lost still, huh? Steve chucks gleefully. Steve. Steve chuckles gleefully. <laughs> there is a direct correlation between the intensity of our confusion and the intensity of his self-flagellation. Don't know where to look anywhere but his lubricated sausage. Which... <laughs> This fan fiction is probably doing a disservice to nature's That's why I have decided to not read it because I mm-hmm. think that it does do a huge, wildly awful disservice. But I just wanted to call out that there is fan fiction for everything. This guy. This guy. <laughs> but that's an important thing to bring up, though. You be, feel comfortable going to a nude beach because it's not a, it's not about sexual things. Not at all. It, that's just not what it is. Uh, if you would like to have that kind of experience, like we said earlier, I'm sure there's a place I'm sure for that. There's a place for that. But you should go find it. But that's not the nude beach experience. Yeah. And th- this kind of thing takes away from what the experience is actually meant to yeah. be. Nudists and naturists are just... They just want to be naked. It's just comfortable. Yeah. They're just living their lives. Exactly. They're not they're touching not... or looking at anybody who doesn't want to be touched or looked at. No. It's very consensual. Probably more consensual than a lot of other places on earth. Sure. And there are a lot of experiences that we've had, haven't had naked yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do want to swim in the ocean with no clothes. I Maybe don't know. I do. Who haven't knows? tried it. Haven't tried it. Not going to knock it until I do and still won't knock it then because even if it's not my thing doesn't mean it can't be somebody else's. Absolutely. And the fact that being willing to go to these places might mean that we see secret, beautiful places that are more unmarred by tourism. Exactly. Sounds really special. Yep. Like that sounds way cool. You guys, we are in the thick of this summer stuff. We sure are. Get ready for more. It's going to be delightful. Tis hot, tis sweaty. Um, Just remember when it's too hot outside... 
that just a little while ago it was too cold. So it's true. <laughs> we'll try to appreciate what we have while we have it. <laughs> Remember your sunscreen. Let's do this again sometime. Say hi to your mom for me.